Hey guys, this is Gary. Thanks for listening to the Let's Talk Soccer podcast. I do this podcast each week with my 12-year-old son, Josh, and we talk about all kinds of cool things related to soccer, and we really get to sort of hear and see soccer through the eyes, especially of a 12-year-old boy. And we talk about everything from professional soccer to youth soccer to organizations that contribute to soccer in a charitable way to the digital worlds of soccer like FIFA and Futhead. So we think we bring something really unique to the table. So we hope you'll listen. We hope you'll share this with your friends. And we definitely want to hear from you. So here's how you can reach us. You can find us on social media through Twitter at Let's Talk Soccer 2. On Facebook, just look for Let's Talk Soccer 2. And in both of those cases, it's the number 2. On Instagram at Let's Talk Soccer. And on YouTube at Let's Talk Soccer. You can always email us also at Let's Talk Soccer 2 at gmail.com. Everyone, it is Wednesday, August 10th, 2016. I'm Gary. I'm Josh. Let's talk soccer. Josh, it's another week, and this week I am super stoked. Yeah, I'm super stoked as well. Do you know why? Oh, yes, because the Premier League's back. I feel like a kid on Christmas Eve. I can't wait. I keep seeing commercials on NBC and NBCSN, all this stuff during the Olympics, and I'm just incredibly excited for it. Yeah, it's going to be so much fun. I mean, I'm excited for a great season. New faces all over the place, and we'll talk about probably the biggest one to happen in a little while, but new managers, new players, new teams coming in. Like, it's just... I mean, the Premier League even has a new logo. All kinds of cool stuff going on. It's crazy, I tell you. So, it's going to be a ton of fun. So, a little bit of taste of what we have to expect. We saw over the weekend with um, the Community Shield. And, you know, we got to see the winner of the Premier League and the winner of the FA Cup play against each other. Yeah, it was a... It was, a very, it was a fairly eventful match. It was Leicester City against Man United. Right. And Man United did come up on top, 2-1. Yep. So, um... Ebro Lin- with a goal, of course. Yeah, Ebro. So nice to see him play. Yeah. First time I was able to see him play. Hopefully, you know, even though I'm not necessarily the biggest Man U supporter, I think it would be cool to see a guy at his age come in and as much buzz as there is around him, for him to really deliver for the the Man U fans. I think that would be huge. Yeah, that would be really huge for me because I am a Man U fan. And he's probably not going to score 50 goals like he did in Liga, but I hope he just is successful. Different competition, better competition now in the Prem. Um, But I think he seems to be adapting quite well. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, time will tell. He's got 38 games to uh, to prove himself. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Uh, but you also kind of mentioned quickly that Lingard had a goal for Man U as well. Yeah, it was a lovely goal. It he was. He just dribbled through the whole defense, messy style, and uh, finished it bottom right corner. Yeah. Cashmere Schmeichel, no chance at all. Not quite as graceful as Messi, but same result. He made a lot of defenders miss. Some horrible defending. Um, it... I don't know what was going on with Manu's defense, but um, or sorry, with uh, with Leicester's defense. But Lingard sliced through, beautiful placement. I mean, nice finish for mm-hmm. sure. And then on the flip side, 
Um, Leicester City, their goal, given a little bit of a gift uh, with Fellaini, a beautiful assist. It was lovely. It. it was amazing. Too bad Shoddy. he's on the other team. Yeah. Um, but it was a beautiful little poke through assist. He was trying to play it back to De Gea and didn't quite do that and, and really more assisted um, his opponent than he did his goalkeeper. Yep, it was it was great. Hashtag wrong team, bro. Yeah, but it's still a great little nugget of what's about to come this season. So I'm super, super excited. So why don't we jump into it? We have opening weekend is just a few days away. All the action starts on Saturday. A lot of good matchups going on. And let's just go through each. We'll make our predictions. If we want to stop and talk about a couple teams, we will. And then also let's make some season-long predictions. We'll go ahead and look at which teams we think will finish top of the table, which teams we think will finish bottom of the table, and then maybe some individual award winners as well. So we'll, mm-hmm. we'll get into that in just a little bit. All right, let's go ahead and then and look forward to this Saturday, the 13th, and we have Premier League champion Leicester visiting newly promoted team Hull. Hull are the least favorites to win the league, and Leicester's chances aren't great, but I do think they will win. I think it'll be yeah. th- mm-hmm. 2-0. I don't see too much competition, No, uh, but I don't see Leicester playing great either. Yeah, it might take them a little uh, time to find their form. You know, there's a lot of expectations now, or at the very least, a lot of question marks hanging over their head. Was yes. last year a fluke? What will they do this year? Will they even finish towards the top of the table, or is this one a one, you know, one hit wonder? Um, I do think that Vardy will find form right mm-hmm. away. Yeah, um, he seems to like pressure like that when he was setting or going to tie and then setting the record for most consecutive games with a goal. Mm-hmm. Um, he seemed to flourish in that, so yeah. I think he will get on the score sheet. But yeah, I agree that Leicester City will win. Um, I'm going to say two nil. Mm-hmm. I think they're. I think as stout of a defense as they have, I think they'll keep Hull to no goals. All right, next up, uh, Burnley plays host to Swansea. Before I go into this, I'm just going to say this wins the award for well, worst match of the weekend. <laughs> uh, they have the worst opening match by far. Yeah. But I do see Swansea winning 2-1. Uh, I don't. I think it's going to be quite a boring match. Yeah. I think some undeserved goals, maybe yeah. a lot of mistakes. Could be. But, I mean, in my heart, I'm going for Burnley, but... Thinking about it in true fashion, I think Swansea will win. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say there's gonna be a one-one draw here. Mm-hmm. Um, both goals, the, each goal on either side, will be the result of a mistake. I think that's a great call by you, and I think it will live up to its billing as the most boring match. Mm-hmm. On the planet this weekend. Yeah, and now runner-up for the... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> coming up. in a close second, we have West Brom going to Crystal Palace. Uh, Crystal Palace, they had a very bad second half of the season last yeah. year, nearly getting relegated. The only advantage they, I, that I can see that they have here is that they're playing at home. Yeah, literally, that's the only thing that's going to uh, put them apart, but I do think it'll end 1-1. Yeah, I'm going to agree with that. I think so as well. I think Palace will not get off to the start that they hope for and that they need. Nope. Okay. A somewhat decimated Everton, losing John Stones. We'll talk into that a bit later. Absolutely. Um, hosting 
runner-up from last season, Spurs. I would imagine Spurs has something to prove. Yeah, they were actually pretty close to uh, catching Leicester. And I think they're going to come out flying. And I think they're going to win 3-0 against Everton. Wow, that's a big one. Um, You know what? I'm going to go with that as well. I think... I think Everton is lost. I'm not quite sure they know what they're doing right now, and I think Spurs is just going to smell blood and just attack. Mm-hmm. So I see, I agree with that. All right, another new entrant to the Prem this season, Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough, playing host to Stoke, and the winners, uh, the third place of worst match of the weekend. Um, I hope Middlesbrough win. I hope. All the teams that uh, were promoted succeed in the Premier League, but I do see Stoke winning this one 2 0. Yeah, this one's a bit of a tough call. Stoke has their moments. I'll say they're going to get by with a 1 0 win here. All right. Uh, Watford goes to Southampton. Uh, Southampton losing Mane is a very big loss for them, and. I think they're actually going to hurt from this. I see it being a 1-1 draw. Okay. Wow. That's a tough one to call. I say Southampton gets out with a 2-1 win here. I think playing Mm -hmm. at St. Mary's will definitely help the cause for sure. Okay. Now, my favorite team, Man City, hosting Sunderland. Let me go ahead and take the lead on this one. Um City is on a mission, right? They've got their arch nemesis right down the road in Man U that they have to beat out this year. Um, Either one of these teams, either of the two Manchester teams, have got to be the favorite to win the league. So Mm -hmm. Man City needs to and will capitalize on every opportunity to get three points when they can. And I think Sunderland is going to be at the wrong end of this butt kicking, and City's going to take this 3-0 with a, <laughs> an explosive two-goal match from Sergio Aguero. <laughs> what are you laughing for? Uh, uh, no, no comment. No comment on that All one. Right. But I do agree with you on that. I actually think Man, U, Man, sorry, Man City are going to win even bigger 4-0. Wow. I now think you're they're talking. Gonna, I think they're going to kill it. Uh, Sunderland... Losing Sam Allardyce, in my opinion, is actually a big loss for them. Sam, yeah. But, yeah, that's what I think is going to be. Okay. All right, then moving to Sunday. The good but slightly worse other team in Manchester, Man U, (laughs) goes to Bournemouth. Uh, I'll take lead on this one. Um, I think Man U are going to win. I think we can both agree on that one. Yeah. I don't think Bournemouth will put up too much competition. But you never know. But I do think... Man U will win 3-1. Will a person by the name of PP get the start? Yes, he will. Okay. Will he have a goal? No, but he'll have an assist. Will Zlatan have a goal? Yeah, he's going to definitely have a goal. Yeah, I think it's going to be exciting. I think that Man U will see that Man City won 10-0 the day before against (laughs) Sunderland. Isn't that what I predicted? And uh, they will, in turn... Uh, also win by a big margin. I'll go ahead and I'll say three nil mm-hmm. here for this. Probably the match of opening weekend: Liverpool at Arsenal. Uh, th- this is a very big one. Um, Klopp finally gets to sort of take over Liverpool the way he wants. 
he didn't really get to do that last season. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Brendan Rodgers, also known as Seal, um, hmm. he did terrible for them. But now, since Klopp is here, I think he's going to make a serious difference. Uh, I think it's going to be a 2-2 draw. Yeah, you know, I think a match like this sometimes um, does not live up to its billing. And, yeah, I think I agree with that. 1-1 one, one or 2-2, two, two, but either way it'll be a draw. Yeah. Um, you know, Wenger will look like he bit into a lemon or something sour on the sideline like he always does. Um, Klopp will get super excited when Liverpool gets a goal, but it won't be enough excitement to translate into a victory. And we kind of know how this story goes with these two teams. So, yeah. I can see that as well. But on paper, it's going to be a terrific match. Yeah, definitely. Um, I want to say one more thing. I agree with you when it comes to these big matches with so much hype, not living up to what they should have been. Yep. And a quick little example is the Manchester Derby I last knew season. you were going to say that. You know, oh, uh, know. You know, Marcus Rashford goes right through Altamendi, and yeah, yeah. he puts it in the back of the net. We win 1-0. It's almost like we've talked about that before. Yeah, we did. Oh. All right. So we only have two matches on Sunday, and then we move to Monday where we have one match, and it's Chelsea playing host to West Ham. That's actually a mm. – I think it's going to be a very, very good match. Yeah. I, I think Chelsea is going to get the win. Yep. Except I think it's going to be back and forth the whole game. No boring parts. I think Payet is going to put on a bit of a show. Mm -hmm. Um, He, I think, is still rumored to maybe be looking to get out of West Ham. So like any free agent would, um, he's going to play to the very best of his ability and then some. And I think that he will keep West Ham in this to a degree. But yeah, I think Chelsea is playing for a lot, including a brand new manager. And Mm -hmm. I think that they will take this 3-2. I think there's going to be a lot of goals scored. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on that one. Uh, I also do think Payet is going to... I think he's going to score. And I think it's going to be an absolute wonder goal. They usually are with him. Yeah. For sure. He doesn't score bad goals, I'll tell no, you that. No, he rarely does. All right, so that does it for opening weekend. And then it just keeps getting better and better and better for months and months. So if I haven't mentioned already, I'm super excited um, for this coming weekend. So let's go ahead then, and we've made our predictions for these games, but let's go ahead and talk about where we think teams are going to finish. And we, we're not going to go through all 20 teams and list out in order um, how they're going to finish, but we decided we'll pick the top six so we can pick the teams that we'll see some European action next season. And then also we'll pick the the bottom three for the teams that we think will be relegated. So, Josh, why don't you start in order of who will win, who will finish first, and work your way down to sixth place? Okay. So in first, as much as I hate to say it, I think Manchester City is going to win the league. Good choice. I, I am. I'm dying on the inside right now. <laughs> Just a little. Uh, right behind them, though, bit positive. Uh, Man U. I do think they'll finish second. I think under Mourinho, under all these new transfer they ha- transfers they have, I think they're going to seriously perform. Yeah. Um, I do do have Arsenal finishing third. Okay. I think they're going to have a a very slow start to their season. I think they're going to sort of sort of hang around the four to five range in the table for a little bit, and then they're going to sort of slowly move up the table okay. as they always do. All right. I have Chelsea finish finishing fourth. They are going to get a chance back in uh, Champions League. A little redemption. Um, 
But I do think that season, last season, was just a fluke. I do think they'll get back from it. And I think they're going to actually come off flying. Nice. And I hope the best for them. Uh, Fifth place, making Europa League, I have Liverpool. Okay. Um, I think Klopp is going to be a serious factor. He's basically the opposite of Arsene Wenger. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. In every way. Pretty much. Yeah. But... Uh, I do think Liverpool are going to have a, a good season for their standard. Mm-hmm. Not so much when they had uh, SAS yeah. of Suarez and Sturridge, but yes. I do think they are going to show a Liverpool side that is improving. Okay, It might not be super big of an improvement, but I do think it's going to be some improvement. Okay, And then in sixth place, I do have Spurs. Uh, Spurs had a, a great season for their standard. Yep, A bit of a... Negative on the at the end of the season. Yeah, but um, I don't think they're going to live up to what they are. They won't find that same form. Yeah, Harry Kane had a horrific Euros. Yeah, uh, Delhi Alley didn't have a particularly good Euros either. This is true, and I think that's going to seriously hurt them. Their two biggest players, yeah. well, right now at least, a good point. aren't going to have a great season, in my opinion. That's a good point. All right, then for me. In first place, and I sort of flipped the script on your first two, I have Man U winning the league as much as that kills me inside. Um, But, you know, I agree that with Mourinho coming in, with these crazy good acquisitions of Zlatan, Pogba, Mkhitaryan, um, I mean, they're just a – they're a tough team. I think they've got the – I would say, if not the best, one of the top two or three goalkeepers in the world mm-hmm. in goal, in De Gea. So I think that they are going to be tough to beat this year. Mm-hmm. Finishing second, in a close second. I think the race for first place is going to be as tight as it ever has been. Even tighter than 2011 where Aguero scored in the 93rd minute? It's going to come down to something like that. I do, I do think that we are going to have a very intense, exciting race at the end of the season. So I have City in second. Liverpool in third. I think they are going to exceed expectations. Okay. You always have a team, some team that is going to surprise you. Yeah, so, I mean, Leicester was last season. Right. So Liverpool is my team, my pick for that team. In fourth place, Arsenal. Mm-hmm. In fifth place, Spurs. And then in sixth, Chelsea. I think Chelsea will improve, but not enough uh, to get into Champions League, into the top four. I will say, too, that I think that not only will the race for first and second be super tight, but the race for either top four or top six will be the tightest it's ever been. Okay. I think we're going to see teams separated by one, maybe two points throughout the entire top six. I think that there is a lot of excitement um, leading into this season and a mm-hmm. lot of talent and a lot of promise. So I think that this race in the top six is going to be insane. 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 Okay, so let's go to the opposite end of the table and talk about our bottom three that will get relegated. And these are in no particular order. Okay, so for mine, I do have Watford getting uh-huh. relegated. Yep. I first, I originally had them staying up, yeah. but then it came to my mind that their manager got sacked, even though, in my opinion, they had a great season. Yeah. They pushed for a top ten. They made it to the semifinals of the FA Cup. Yeah. 
and they had a pretty decent season. Well, um, that that then that's due to off the pitch issues between management and their manager, in my mind. Yeah, but I just don't think they're going to live up to what they hopefully will be able to make out of last season. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I think they're going to get relegated. Um, I also have Hull. No yeah. surprise here. Right. I'm guessing everyone has them getting relegated. Newly promoted. Yeah, newly promoted. Barely got in. Yeah. I still wish Sheffield Wednesday made it into the yeah. prem. Yeah. Uh, but I do think they're going to get relegated. I can't really see them staying up. Okay. I think they're going to sort of be the Austin Villa. Oh. And then this team, uh, Burnley, I have being the Austin Villa too. Ooh. Um, I don't think they're going to have a good season either. Is that T-W-O or T-O-O? <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah i do have burnley another newly promoted team going down as well nice all right we're not nice i guess all right my bottom three i also have hole and burnley mm-hmm. i think for newly promoted teams it's just hard yeah usually at least one promoted yeah. team goes down and then like i picked a somewhat surprising team to finish in the top four i'm gonna pick a bit of a surprise and no offense to the team or their supporters. But or I think, Rebecca Lowe. Or Rebecca Lowe. But I think Crystal Palace is going to fall flat on its face this season. Yeah. I think you could just see that they were barely clinging on last season. Mm-hmm. And I think that they haven't done enough mm-hmm. over the summer to fix it. And just it's just going to slip away. Mm-hmm. You know, they're holding onto the edge of the cliff with their fingertips. And they're starting to slide off. Mm-hmm. And um, we're going to see them fall. Which is unfortunate. Uh, because I'm a fan of them and their fans and just even their management. What the, you know, I saw the Premier League download on NBCSN about Crystal Palace and their whole story, and it's quite fascinating. And it really made me like the team and their owners quite a bit, um, but I just don't think they're going to get it done on the pitch. All right, let's move on then to our individual prediction. So we're going to choose top goal scorer, most assists, and most clean sheets. So, you go with your choice for top goal scorer. Okay, so for my top goal scorer, I have Sergio Aguero. Nice call. Uh, I think he will get it, but the only reason I see him not getting it is if he gets injured. Yep. And he seems to get injured quite a lot. Very injury prone. But if I were not to choose him, I were actually going to choose Ibra. Um, but if Aguero stays healthy the whole season, he will definitely get top goal scorer. Yeah. He scored 24 goals last season, still while being injured for quite a lot of the season. Yeah, when he gets injured, he get, he's out for a while. Like, uh-huh. he doesn't just get little nagging, simple injuries. He's, like, he's, decimated for a while. Mm-hmm. He's pretty much a fatality. Fatality. We'll add that clip in. Yeah, and, and so I agree with you on Aguero. Not just for own, my own wishful thinking, but... Um, He's just a man. He's the man. Like, as small as he is, uh, he just – he's a hard worker, and you got to appreciate that. And he gets rewarded with scoring lots of goals. Yep. All right. Your choice for who's going to lead the league in assists? I have Pogba. Um, mm. I think he's going to come in strong. I hope he comes in strong for my team. And I think he's going to – he's going to have sort of a slow start, but then I think he's just going to kill it. And mm-hmm. he's going to kill it, and he's going to kill it. My prediction for that is Shaka. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to come in. He's got something to prove. And like Aguero, a lot of these small players, he's got something to prove. And he just never gives up. Mm-hmm. Never gives up. Nope. All right. Great player. And, and then your choice for most clean sheets. So a bit controversial with mine. I have Joe Hart. Oh. 
he's a, he's a questionable goalkeeper. <laughs> At best. But the only reason I think he's going to get uh, top goal score, uh, sorry, top goal score, oh my god, most clean sheets is because of the Man City defense. I think they're going to be rock solid. And that's the reason why I didn't have De Gea being the top goals. Uh, why do I keep saying that? I don't know. Top uh, clean sheets. Yeah. It's because of their defense. I don't think they're strong enough. And that's pretty much the reason why he hasn't been getting this the past yeah. few years. Yeah. And I can't argue with that rationale. Although I'll just say that the summer transfer window is not closed yet. We have three more weeks. I think Man U will bolster their defense if if we're talking about it and we know it, certainly Jose Mourinho mm-hmm. must know. Or at the very least, he's going to listen to this podcast and know. Yeah. So one way or another, the message will get delivered to the special one. And um, I think De Gea is just a stud in goal. And, you uh, can't deny that. No. And he will – it will show in um, him having the most clean sheets for the season. So we will see in several months how these predictions – Come out. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to take a quick pause, and then we're going to come back and talk summer transfer window. <laughs> and we're back. All right, Josh, let's go ahead, and we're going to talk summer transfer window. We have three weeks left, and still some more excitement yet to come, hopefully, but mm-hmm. by far the most exciting thing to happen this summer, and if you go by... It money-wise, the most exciting thing to ever happen in the summer transfer window or transfers ever is the signing of Paul Pogba to Manchester United. It finally happened. I'm so excited for him to be at the club, and I think he's gonna bring a big. Uh, he's gonna be a big influence on Man U. Yeah, and you know, I think people who aren't necessarily either a Pogba fan or a United fan are just happy this is over because they're sick of hearing about it, if nothing else. But you know, record. Money-wise, largest transfer fee over, um, you know, and all of the talk about how Man U let him go for free and now he's coming back and they had to pay an ungodly amount of money and stuff. But things happen like that. Pogba says he's he's very excited to be back at the club. Yes, I'm sure he is. I'm sure he's happy this is all over. And I've looked at, you know, some of his Instagram posts and stuff. And he's mm-hmm. actually a pretty classy guy about this. I was, I didn't know what to expect from him, but I think he has handled himself at least social media wise quite well. So, um, for someone that young, that talented and coming into that amount of money, you know, you would think he'd be arrogant and just a bit of a punk quite honestly. That's how he plays but, on the pitch. Very cocky, very Yeah. Well, he, classy. Can, he can back it up. Mm-hmm. So, very um, good at football. But so that is not the only reason, but one of the reasons that I picked United to finish first in the league this season. Uh, does this make Man U the favorite now? Um, it probably does, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I mean, they've definitely had the best quality of transfers out of probably any team in the BPL for this transfer window. Um, and bringing Pogba in brings sort of a different mentality to the team. Yeah. I mean, they've been under uh, Louis van Gaal's army for quite a while. Hmm. Uh, boring. In fact, it's more boring than sitting in traffic watching them play. Yeah. But now I feel they're going to be more exciting. I think they're going to play like the Man U under Sir Alex Ferguson. Yeah. Where they were just... <clears throat> inspired. Yeah, they were inspired. They were so much fun to watch. Yeah. And they just put on a show. Well, 
if nothing else happens, you can be assured that um, the merchandise sales for Manchester United jerseys of both Pogba and Ibra will be tremendous this year. So they'll make up their money just in uh, apparel sales, Mm -hmm. if nothing else. Okay, so another somewhat big signing and certainly you know anything compared to Pogba is small potatoes Mm -hmm. um but Pep Guardiola finally gets his man and signs John Stones from Everton finally it happened I mean that's another transfer that's been sort of lingering on for quite a while yep um they it's supposedly they've spent a lot of money on him and I do not think he's worth that much but he is worth quite a lot yeah but not so much where he's literally one of the biggest defenders of all time in transfers. He has loads of potential. I know that. And I think that's that is I think how they justify the price. Yeah, it's because of his potential. That's yeah. uh, a bit with Pogba as well. He has tons of potential, but in my opinion, he's already world class. Right. Uh, that's not the same with Stones. Yeah. Stones needs to prove himself. I mean, he barely got to play at Everton. So right. if he can get some more playing time, I think he will be able to become a really uh, a really great defender. Well, for the amount of money that Guardiola spent on him, I, he better get a lot of playing time. He I'm, better. I'm sure he will. All right. And then lastly, in non-BPL-related news, we've got um, Hesse moving from Real Madrid to PSG. This has been... This has been going on for a few weeks, but it's nice to see him get to a club where hopefully he'll get some more playing time. Yeah. He's a very young, pacey winger, which I'm not surprised he didn't get playing time because in front of him he has Bale, uh, he has Bale, Isco, Ronaldo. Yeah, that's just tough. It's so. hard to get in. Yeah. So it's nice to, for him to get to a club where hopefully he'll get some playing time. And speaking of Real Madrid, I had just recently read something that I guess... Um, that Zizou has already given one of his two sons, who's in the Real Madrid system, a shot at the first team. Um, and now he's given his second son a shot. So whether that's a little bit of nepotism and him favoring his kids or if he had nothing to do with that decision, um, you know, we may see another Zidane um, playing for Los Blancos at some point. Yeah, probably not Not going to live up to that much level as no. his parent, but hopefully he does well. Yeah. Um, on his side, and I hope he does well. All right, then let's move a little bit into the transfer rumor side of things. And since Pogba now will be occupying a lot of space in Manu's midfield, you know, we were wondering what that might hold in store for Mata and or Schweini. Um, and just saw a headline today that Galatasaray may be coming to Schweinsteiger's rescue and offering him um, a chance to play for them. Uh, I could see uh, Galatasaray definitely getting Schweinsteiger. Uh, Schweinsteiger didn't play too much for Man U, and his playing time is just going to go down now yeah. since Pog was in. And I can definitely see him moving to Galatasaray. Yeah. It sort of fits it. They sort of have some experienced midfielders at Galatasaray, like Wesley Snyder. Yeah, he's fantastic. I, I love Wesley Snyder. Yeah. And, um, I think Schweinsteiger would definitely fit in. Yeah. And then for Mata, on the other hand, I could see Mata moving to a a smaller BPL club. Or maybe back to Spain somewhere? Yeah, maybe. Maybe a... Or a, Italy? Yeah, somewhere that will fit his playing style. Yeah. I don't think the BPL was a great fit for him. <clears throat> He's more of a, a graceful player that's a dribbler. 
that's yeah. a passer. He's bigger on the technical skill, mm-hmm. not so much and the physical. Yeah, not so much for that, which doesn't really fit the BPL. Yeah. So I could see him maybe moving to an Inter, maybe mm-hmm. a Roma, yeah. a Valencia, yeah, maybe an Atletico. For sure. Yeah. Well, we've had some really exciting stuff happen during this window. Um, and unlike most years, most of the rumors actually became true. Mm-hmm. Um, the only one that I know, the biggest one, is Aubameyang to City, but I'm still hopeful for that. Um, but <laughs> otherwise, we'll see what the next three weeks hold in store. I think that there will be at least one, if maybe two, other bigger things that are going to happen. But certainly in terms of um, notoriety and and uh, grandeur, I would say that Man U has won the transfer race in terms of signing both Zlatan and Pogba. I mean, yeah, definitely, definitely. The most reported uh, transfers of mm-hmm. the summer. Yep. All right, let's take another quick break, and we will be right back. <laughs> All right, we're going to bring it on home with this last segment. So, as we always do, we're going to talk a little digital soccer. And we should also say that this... The format of this podcast is a little different than all of our other ones. We're not going to talk charities or charitable organizations today, and we're not talking youth soccer because we really wanted to focus on the Premier League and the opening Mm -hmm. weekend and um, the big transfers and a couple of those things. But we know that our audience does like digital soccer and all things digital related to soccer. So we talked about this in a recent podcast. Um, it's related to the Premier League's fantasy football. Mm-hmm. And I've talked about the app before. There's a new Premier League app. So if you have the 1516 fantasy app, that will not update. You're going to have to get rid of that one and download the new Premier League. And it has the new logo. It has the lion with the crown. Um, you'll see it. But um, the new app is, in my opinion, quite better than the older one because this one is is – all Premier League things. It's mm-hmm. um, fixtures and it's results and it's statistics and it's news. And, of course, fantasy is a big component of that. But it's a more robust, more comprehensive app than just the fantasy exclusive one. So if you haven't played fantasy Premier League, you should, especially if you're a it's Premier so League fan. It's so much fun. It's so much fun. So you start out as a manager and Josh and I – manage together and choose our team and you start with a hundred million pounds and you buy players just like any other fantasy sort of league. Um, and we thought what we do is we'll go ahead and tell you who our fantasy team is. And maybe we'll also post that on our social media. I think Josh, you're doing a squad creator Mm -hmm. um, and you're going to post that and we'll share it. And then if you have thoughts about our team or you have a team that you like or that you've created, go ahead and post it and let us, Take a look at that. Josh, do you want to go ahead and take this? Yeah, okay. All right. So you can you can pretty much choose any formation as because you need to pick a certain amount of players per each position. Uh, two goalkeepers, five defenders, five uh, midfielders, and three forwards. And I think you can only have three players from any one team, mm-hmm. right? You can only have three people from each club. So okay. if you wanted, for example, uh, Ibra, Pogba... Mkhitaryan and Rooney, you wouldn't be able to do that. So, I'm going to run down the team. Okay. So, in our goalkeeper, we have David De Gea. And we're running a 3-5-2. Yeah, 3-5-2. Okay. 
really good formation for this. Yeah. Uh, De Gea's in goal. Uh, we both think he'll be pretty strong this season, like always. And with goalies, you get points for clean sheets. You get points for um, saves over a certain number. And you also get points for minutes played. Mm-hmm. And then our back three is Kashani. Uh, note that he is has a bit of a lack of fitness. Mm-hmm. So if you want to wait until another match week to get him, he uh, I would do that because you might not get him to play. Yeah, you'll miss opening weekend with him. We also have Danny Rose. Not the best of Euros, but he had a very successful season last year. And we both think he'll perform yeah. just like last season. And I think part of the key, too, is not only looking at individual players, but also what team they're on and what system they're a part of. Mm-hmm. So we know that Spurs had a really strong defense with Alderweireld and some others on there. So, um, you know, whether Rose is directly responsible for a clean sheet or not, he still gets a lot of points for doing that. Can you say that uh, that Belgian's name Alderweireld. again? Yeah. Toby. Yeah, we'll call him Toby. All right. Uh, and then our other defender is Sonia. He, oppositely of Rhodes, had a great Euros. Yeah. He was a very, very strong player. And, I mean, I, I love that he's in the team, but I wish Zabaleta was still playing for them. Zabs. He sort of just disappeared. Yeah. But a very strong defense. Our five midfielders made up of Pogba. Imagine that. Yeah. Uh, we just got him, just transferred, and we're very happy that yep. he's in the club. Um. Deli Alley and Eric Dyer for us. Yeah. Um, two very strong midfielders. Strong seasons for both of them last yeah, year. Yeah, and I think they'll both perform again. Yep. Uh, Granit Xhaka. Yeah. So we actually do have both of our predicted top um, top uh, sisters uh-huh. in our team. Yeah. And it'll be sort of interesting to see if they live up to that, what we think. Yep. And then we have Yaya Torre. Uh, consistent. Consistent, scores goals. He's a leader. And is... Not just strong, as we say, he is physically strong as well. Yes, right. And then our two forwards are Aguero and Ibra, our two picks to get a top goal scorer. Yeah. We both have Aguero, but then I think Ibra's for at least me, yeah. is our second. I think that's a good choice. And you can also then designate a captain and a vice captain. Captains get double points. So however many they get, you can just double that. And then a vice captain, if your captain doesn't play for injury or red cards or something like that, um, your vice captain automatically defaults to captain, and then he gets your double points. Oh, yeah, and we have uh, Paul Robinson on the bench. Nice. Over 40 years old. So, yeah, then what you normally do is you'll spend your big bucks on your starting 11, and then you'll have to get a few guys on the bench, and at least our strategy is we just go for the lowest-cost guys so we can spend the most money on our field players. And then um, go from there. And the cool thing is, too, is that there are times when you can accumulate um, free transfers. Um, At the very worst, you get deducted a few points for uh, non-free transfers. It's not that bad. No, and you can sort of, um, you know, just adjust your team as you need. I think the key with us is sometimes you got to be patient and let things ride um, because, you know, a player may get hot for a couple of games and then just fizzle out, and you don't want to keep chasing players that are just having fads. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you had them already on your team and they're getting these points, great. But sometimes you don't want to go chasing. Yeah, uh, that's players that's like a that. that's a big key part of this. Absolutely. 
All right. Well, with that, I think we are going to wrap things up. I think today was a really good podcast. Mm -hmm. A lot of insight from Josh, as always. So we want to hear from you guys. And here's how you can do it. On social media, you can find us on Twitter at Let's Talk Soccer 2. And that is the TWO, although we'll just use the number two (laughs) at the end of that. Um, On Facebook, also, just look for Let's Talk Soccer with the number two at the end of it. On Instagram, at Let's Talk Soccer. And we've had a lot of great activity on Instagram. So thank you all for following us and for liking our stuff. On YouTube, just search for Let's Talk Soccer. And you can always email us at Let's Talk Soccer 2 at gmail.com. And then please, if you haven't, please subscribe to this podcast so that each week when we put a new one out, it will just automatically download. And please also tell your friends to take a listen and subscribe. We want to build our audience. And for those of you that have listened and do listen, we greatly, greatly appreciate it. Please share it with a friend because sharing is caring. Yeah, that is. That's a very true thing. Right. And you can find us, our podcast, on iTunes, in the Google Play Store, and on SoundCloud. So, Josh, this was very enjoyable. Oh, Josh also has a huge tournament, um, a preseason tournament with his team this weekend. So I want to wish you good luck publicly. Um, And I hope you succeed quite well and you guys come out as champions. I think we will. Nice. Good luck. And for everyone else, until next time, we say peace. Peace. Goodbye.